When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is good, everybody? Welcome to the Bully Ball Podcast on the Gold Standard Podcast Network. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero filling in for Jason Aponte alongside Steph Sanchez. Steph, it's Tuesday of the 49ers bye week. How are you feeling right now? Uh, kind of bored. Kind of bored, actually. Um, <laughs> and, it, you know, it's going to be like that for this week. But you know what that means, Rob? It just means that we're going to be able to watch football without needing to be stressed out this weekend. It's going to be glorious for us. We're just going to be fans of football, and I love that. That is true. There are not many weeks where we just get to sit back and watch sort of stress-free I'll sign for that because I got enough stress when I watch this team um, we're going to get into the Jake Moody stuff I think people are just going way overboard with the Jake Moody I've been arguing with people on Twitter and YouTube commenters and everybody we'll get into that we'll get into some of the news from the hiring cycle that is fully underway now because once again people are sniffing around Adam Peters so we'll dive into all of that but before we do, I just want to give a shout out to Community Tree Service, LLC, our new YouTube partners. We're so grateful to have them on board. If you need anything done to your yard, they will hook you up. Community Tree Service, they do everything. Debris removal, home fire hardening, hazard tree removal, land clearing, tree trimming. From the Central Coast up to the Bay Area, you've got a yard. They will take care of it for you. And the best part is estimates are free. So get a hold of them. You can call 831-763-2391. You can email estimating at cts831.com or go to their website, communitytree.com to schedule an appointment. Mention you heard about them from us and that you're a Niner fan and you get $200 off. If you root for somebody else, they're going to charge you $200 more. So Maybe don't do that. Community Tree Service is licensed by the California State License Board. License number 1100816. All right, Steph. Scale of 1 to 10, how worried are you about Jake Moody? Um, I'll say 7 or between like 6 and 7, all right? And I'll wow. just say Is that too high? Is that too high? I think it's I think it's way too high. I think that's a new, like, okay, fine, six, like six, because five is like neutral. Like, I'm, I feel like, should we have mentioned what the scaling <laughs> kind of looks like? Work that out. <laughs> okay, one is obviously not worried at all. Five is like, I could be worried, like, you know, either way. And six is like, you're just slightly over, I could be worried. I, you know, it could be a thing. Uh, so 
that's where I'm at with Moody. I understand and I've seen the overreaction of everyone, uh, or not everyone, but just some people who think that the 49ers need to find another kicker. They need to be calling up Robbie Gold. I, I saw someone because I was just, you know, looking at some articles about this NBC Sports Bay Area like posted uh, someone's overreaction. Right. And it said that Kyle and Lynch needed to be fired if they lose a playoff game <laughs> due to a moody missed field goal or PAT. I don't know if I'm there yet, but obviously that would be catastrophic if that were to happen. Uh, but I don't think I'd I'd be trying to fire the two. So very, very two different sides of the spectrum. And from what I've taken, uh, seeing you on Twitter and, you know, he hearing your pods, I, you know, it doesn't sound like you're all too concerned about Jake Moody. Tell us why. Well, if you, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're watching on the stream, you can see he has one miss inside of 40 yards this year. He's missed one extra point all year and it came last week. And he had made 49 straight kicks before missing twice last week, like 49 straight kicks. I feel like what is happening with Jake Moody is that we remember the misses more than the makes, right? Nobody knew he had made 49 straight kicks. I guarantee you nobody knew that because when he makes it, we don't even think about it. It doesn't register at all. But when he misses, that hurts us. So we remember it more. So our thinking is not clear on this. Jake Moody has the exact same field goal percentage as Robbie Gold last year. 84 percent mm -hmm. that they're the same True. like i think that we are just hurt more by the moody misses and so we don't remember the actual reality of the situation so our thinking is biased it's actually pretty incredible to look back on gold's final season and and moody's you know rookie season and see how similar they are like yeah you mentioned the 84 percent uh you know field goal percentage 50 of 51 on extra points is was is what was what was oh what my god gold was, what gold what, was what gold was <laughs> what gold was in his final season and moody was 60 of 61 so just one missed uh pat the reason obviously that there's an overreaction with moody i think we know he was a third round pick so he's expected to be perfect and Which also with with Robbie Gold, we kind of knew what we had already. So we had a larger sample size of Robbie Gold. So if there was a miss, it's like, oh, it's it's fine. Like he he's okay because it's Robbie Gold, and we know he could bounce back from this. Not a big deal. But Jake Moody, it's a slightly different thing yeah. and reaction because it's a smaller sample size. What we have seen, and again, I got to reiterate, small sample size but it seems like the misses come in clusters, right? They, they kind of come after each other. You think about the, the Browns game, and then after that, the, the Vikings game, right? And then two misses in, in one game this past week. So I think that's also the concern from people. And we haven't seen Jake Moody yet in a playoff game. Robbie Gold was perfect in the playoffs. Jake Moody to be determined, right? So we still don't know. The unknown, of course, is very uncomfortable for us. And when we, we feel like we have a team that's Super Bowl bound, ha has all the talent in the world to be able to win a Super Bowl, and you look at a guy like Jake Moody potentially standing in the way of that, I mean, I think I get why people 
overreact, but at the same time, they don't really have any other choice. They're going to have to continue riding with Moody. It sounds like Kyle Shanahan feels that way too. So, you know, let's, let's move on. Ross Lewis says, love the faithful crying over Moody is annoying. People, you know, he missed against Cleveland and then he missed his first kick in the Minnesota game. But do you know what happened after that in that Minnesota game? He drilled a 55-yard field goal, like, and didn't miss his next 48 kicks after that also. Like, I, I feel like people are biased. And what if I told you, Steph, that the 49ers can win a Super Bowl with a rookie kicker? And you want to know how I know this? It's because the last time the 49ers won a Super Bowl, they did it with a rookie kicker in 1994. Doug Bryan was a rookie. He made just 75% of his kicks that year. Jake Moody made 84% of his this year. Do you know how many field goals Doug Bryan attempted in the playoffs? Three. And he missed one in the Super Bowl. That's it. So, like, we don't even know that we're going to need Jake Moody for anything in the playoffs. The whole 49ers team is built to not need Jake Moody in the playoffs. They're built to kick the hell out of you so it doesn't even come down to a field goal. I just think that people are way too worried about this. If 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 what we're saying is, oh my God, I'm worried that a rookie kicker might miss a kick that might cost us a game in the playoffs, we don't have any real worries with this. That is an incredible place to be. You think the, the Ravens are worried about that? No, they're worried about whether their quarterback can win a damn playoff game. The Bills are worried about which team is going to show up in the playoffs. The Cowboys are just begging to get to the NFC title game. We're sitting here worried about our kicker. But you know why, Rob? Because we don't have anything else to be worried about. Like, it's it's really the only thing, right? And you, we have this week 18 game that, you know, meant nothing. And then you have two weeks of just discourse. And what is that discourse going to be filled with? Jake Moody, because that's really the only concern and the only question we have going into the playoffs. But I, I think you're right. The... Robbie Gold, if you look at how many attempts he had in his final year, he had 32, uh, Moody just 25. So, yeah, I don't think the 49ers need to depend on a kicker like they did in the past. That is a good thing. And you just hope there isn't a scenario in which you have to put him out there in a high-stress situation, you know, like the Super Bowl, like, you know, any of these playoff games where it comes down to him. I just don't know if I want to see that, right? Like. Sure, maybe I'm not too worried about him, but I, I'd rather not see it. I'd rather, you know, keep my heart intact. I think it would explode if I had to see him walk out there for a field goal in a, like, game-winning situation. But, you know, it, it is what it is. It just They're just going to have to roll with him, and it, it's going to be what it's going to be. I agree. Replacing him is crazy. By the way, the 49ers made the Super Bowl in 2012 with David Akers. He made 69% of his kicks that year. That's, again, Mooney made 84%. The average rookie kicker since 2000 has made 79% of his kicks, both drafted and undrafted guys. So Moody has been well above that. Cutting Jake Moody because he missed two kicks in Week 18 is crazy to me and blaming him for losing that game is crazy to me he missed those kicks in the second quarter the team didn't score a point after halftime we're sitting here blaming jake moody that's absurd you know not that he isn't like absolved of of any blame at all but yeah that's 
that's fair. I, I don't think like dumping on him, like I've seen people do, is is fair either. But I mean, it is what it is. Uh, people are going to react the way that they do, um, because it's it's the only it, it's the only question we we have about the team, right? And so, how do you feel about the fact that the game ended without him being able to attempt another one, without him being able to kind of get that? monkey off of his back now he has it hanging over his head for a couple weeks he might be thinking about it uh is that a good or bad thing um I would have liked to see him get another shot just you know because if he made it right then you'd be like nobody would be complaining because it would be like well well I don't know about that but I think we'd feel a lot better yeah, I think so, too. But, of course, we didn't make it because, of course, Sam Darnold did a stupid thing and gave the ball away, which is what Sam Darnold always does. Uh, Rick Diaz says, what do you think, Rob? Then you think he's going to miss a field goal? I would like an answer. He might miss a kick in the playoffs. He may. Guess what? The 49ers should be able to overcome it. Okay? This is arguably, the, it is, really, a top three 49ers team in my lifetime. And I'm going to be 39 years old on Thursday. This is one of the best 49ers teams I have ever seen. It shouldn't come down to the kicker, okay? It shouldn't come down to the kicker. They should stomp through the NFC playoffs. They should absolutely stomp through the NFC playoffs. And there, you, there's no kicker out there that you know for a fact was going to make every kick. There just isn't. Even the Cowboys kicker who hadn't missed all year missed twice in week 18. Are they talking about cutting him? No. Yeah, I talked about that in, in my post-game show. The Rams have dealt with kicker issues this year. So have the Cowboys. It It's not something that's specific and unique to just the 49ers this year. So there's a lot of, you know, Super Bowl hopeful teams and playoff teams who are kind of on the same boat in regards to the kicker. And I would have to say that Jake Moody is probably – the better scenario in, in all of those, because both of those teams have gone through multiple or one or two kickers throughout the year. Yeah. The Rams have missed 11 field goals <laughs> this year. That is a lot. Uh, shout out to Shawnee Chipotle, new YouTube channel member. Thank you very much. If you want to become a YouTube channel member, please do. It's less than $3 a month. You get custom emojis, membership badges, priority comment response. And if you want to pay an extra dollar a month, you'll get instant access to 49ers in five the second it is done instead of having to wait till the following morning. And as Ross points out, hit that like button both on the Gold Standard YouTube channel and on the 49 Carats YouTube channel. That's Steph's YouTube channel. You will definitely be a better, smarter fan if you do. Yeah, I just, I feel bad for Moody because I, like, we've seen when he misses kicks, like, he feels it after the game. And he should. You know, you when you make a mistake, you should feel bad. Um, but I just I think people are overreacting. That's all. I think he's largely been a very solid kicker this year for the 49ers. And like you said, he only kicked what 25 field goals the whole time. Like the Niners have been yeah. driving down the field and sticking it in the end zone, and uh it hadn't really been a problem. And hopefully they continue to do that in the playoffs. Which is great, actually, because it, then that takes more pressure off of him too. Mm-hmm. And more time that goes by with the miss in the rear view, I think it gets easier to to move on for it. So maybe from it. So maybe these two weeks will be good for him, you know, just to it's further in the rear view, but you know what, Rob, I think he was, uh, he was probably more nervous about the uh, national championship game, Michigan and Washington uh, <laughs> more so than the 49ers Rams in week 18. Uh, but you know, Harbaugh finally got that win, huh? 
Yeah, I wish that wasn't the championship that Jim Harbaugh was celebrating, as I think we all do here. Uh, but congratulations to Jim Harbaugh and Michigan. They win the national championship. Did you see the box at that game? It was like Jeter, Michael Jordan, Stephen A. Smith, and there was one other famous person there that I can't remember. Like, damn, that is a sweet. Yeah. <laughs> How do you get into that? Man. How do we see that in the NFL? I guess like Super Bowl is the only time where you'll see that many stars, uh, you know, unless Taylor Swift is in in the suite. But, you know, yeah, it. I didn't watch the game. I, I'm not much of, you know, ironically, I don't watch a lot of college football, um, at least when it's, you know, live. Uh, I, I go back and, and watch afterwards when it's draft season, which I guess it is officially now. Uh, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy for Harbaugh. The one thing with him was always like he can't win the big game. He finally won the big game. And that family is just in elite company, too, because his brother has been just as successful in the NFL. And it sounds like Jim Harbaugh has a chance to make a comeback in the NFL. And he's definitely entertaining the idea. That would be really interesting. Oh, he's going. He's going. He interviewed with the Vikings last year, like the day before That's national right. signing day yeah. like he wants to go and by the way did you see who he hired as his agent uh don Yee, right right jimmy garoppolo and tom brady's agent like don Yee's an nfl agent okay like you don't he's do a good that one. yeah he's a good one he's going back to the nfl shout out to violent xrp new youtube channel member yeah, get the double fist pump for that yeah i think harbaugh's coming back um i if i were him i would go to the chargers because i want the quarterback i want justin yes. herbert um, I know the Raiders, there was talk of the Raiders, by the way, what kind of vibes would you get if the Raiders coached by Jim Harbaugh were led by Jimmy Garoppolo? Wouldn't that just like put your mind in a pretzel? I <laughs> Would he keep Gar- Garoppolo? I don't know. I guess like they're, they're kind of tied to him maybe, but that would be pretty interesting. I don't, I don't know if I would like that. If, if I'm Harbaugh, I think it'd be very weird. I think I agree with you. I think the chargers probably, the more attractive scenario just because you do have the quarterback. They have a solid defense. Like they have a lot of good pieces, you know, they just haven't really had a coach that's been able to kind of put it together. What did Jim Harbaugh do with the 49ers uh, when he first joined in in the NFL, right? Had a lot of good pieces, just they didn't have a coach who could put it all together. And we saw what he was able to do with that team. Right. So I think in a kind of similar circumstance, he'd be able to have some success in uh, with the Chargers. And L.A. could use it, right? I mean, the L.A. Chargers could use it because they have a hard right. enough time filling their stadium up with anything uh, but the opposing team. So, <laughs> Chris Romo watching on Facebook says, Niners to the moon, big baby. We're going to get us a six this year and definitely ready to rub it in my family's faces because they're Cowboys fans. Chris, I have to ask. Are they Cowboys fans because you're related to Tony Romo? Just <laughs> you never know who's watching, right? I I just had to throw it out there and ask. Um, let's hope. God, I need, Romo, yeah. I need an absolute Super Bowl run this year. Uh, quick question just popped into my head. If the Raiders do cut Jimmy Garoppolo, would you want him as the backup quarterback next year? Um, I don't. I mean, it depends on the price, right? Like, I I definitely wouldn't scoff at the idea just because – like it was in the past. Oh, you're scoffing. You're scoffing. Uh, but like it was in the past, he was a good backup quarterback option. No, he wasn't. 
He got hurt immediately because that's what he does. That's why but Brock you know is playing. But you know what? Most most of the time when you're choosing a backup, you're not thinking about my quarterback's going to he's not going to finish the season and backup's going to have to play the rest of the year. Like you never think about that. At least you shouldn't be thinking about that. The 49ers had to that year um, because of all the injuries they had sustained and, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo and all this other stuff. But he's not a – he wouldn't be a bad backup. Like if he just needed to come in and finish out a game in the fourth quarter, just like the 49ers have used Sam Darnold this year. Oh, he needs to play a meaningless week 18 game shirt. I mean, go out there. Oh, he needs to, you know, go in because – I don't know. Purdy needs to have his shoulder looked at for a few snaps. Or, okay, Jimmy, go out there. Um, but yeah, you're. If the question was, is he going to finish out the year for you? Then that's a different question because, no, I wouldn't like that because you you might as well just ask, do you want him to be the starting quarterback? No one no one thinks about the backup like eventually being the starter for their team. That's not how you should choose your backup. I think it is, especially when this team has only had two years since 2014 with full healthy seasons from their starting quarterbacks. Like they absolutely have to think about that. And oh, by the way, even if Jimmy has to come in for that one game, he may get hurt because that's what he does. He gets hurt. It's so funny to me that when Jimmy Garoppolo was in San Francisco, people would die on the hill for Jimmy Garoppolo. Die on the hill. Fight you forever. Then he goes to the Raiders without Kyle Shanahan and he looks like ass and gets benched for Aiden O'Connell. Now all of a sudden, Jimmy Garoppolo has no fans among 49ers fans. They never liked him. He was always terrible. You can't find a Jimmy Garoppolo fan now. That's so true. Uh, But (laughs) I think we just needed to see, we needed like the validation of, okay, he's, he has to do bad somewhere else for us to say he's probably just a bad quarterback. Right. Um, so now we have our answer. We we know. Some of us knew it before he left. Well, yeah. I I mean I I certainly did, but <laughs> you have to remember though, there was a time in which Jimmy, you know, did seem like a serviceable enough quarterback. I mean at the end of 2017, I was like, I really believe like holy crap, we may have something here. Like I was I was buying in. Now, obviously, I wanted to see him in 2018, and then he got hurt and all that stuff. But I was like, oh, my God. I rewatched that turning point when it was the comeback. Was it against the Titans, I think it was, where, like, he's on the sideline, and he's talking with uh, Trent Taylor, and he's, like, telling him what to do. And then Taylor immediately does it on the field. I was like, oh, my God. Like, we could have a guy here. Yeah, I was wrong. Um, okay, moving on. Hefeshen. Hef- Hef- I'm not sure how to say that username. I apologize. Says, can we get Sala back in one year? The reason why people are asking is because Robert Sala may be fired by the Jets. You never know. But people are starting to sniff around the 49ers coaches staff. The Chargers requested permission to interview defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes. Now they have, I think it's like a list of like nine people that they want to talk to. So they are casting a wide net. But. Steve Wilkes certainly is a qualified candidate. He's certainly done a great job this year with the 49ers. Do you think Steve Wilkes ends up leaving? 
first I'll say that that Chargers head coaching opening is for the streets. Like they are, they are literally like interviewing anyone uh, who will answer their phone call, but they do have some really good candidates on their docket. Ravens offensive coordinator, Todd Monken, uh, Lions defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn, their offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, Steve Wilkes, of course, uh, Cowboys defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, and Raiders defensive coordinator Patrick Graham. So not a bad list of candidates. And if you look at these candidates, Rob, would Steve Wilkes be a first choice? Just, no. Okay. Because I, okay. Yeah, go no, ahead. No disrespect to Steve Wilkes at all, but oh. you already you just had a defensive coach in Brandon Staley if you're the Chargers. And two, especially if I have my quarterback in place already, I want an offensive coach because any good coordinator that I hire is going to get another job like right away. And then I'm going to have to replace that guy. You want the offensive coach. The 49ers offense is always going to be okay because Kyle Shanahan is the coach. It's his system. He ain't going anywhere. So to me, I would always want the offensive guy. So here's what I think about Steve Wilkes. Has he done a good enough job to deserve getting interviews and, and having head coaching job interest? Yes. Do I think he's he's going to depart from the 49ers this offseason? No. And simply because I don't think he's the hottest candidate. You got to think about the last times that the 49ers had, you know, coaches leave. Sala, 2021, 2022, McDaniel, 2023, D'Amico Ryans. They were the hottest candidates of yes. that cycle. All right. And I, Steve Wilkes just not on that level. I think part of the reason, too, is because Wilkes has been around in the league. He's like a, a veteran coach. People kind of know what they have with Wilkes. I think for a lot of those other guys, Sala, McDaniel, uh, D'Amico, they were all like ascending coaches who yes. like you don't really know how good they could be. And because they're they were made from the Shanahan coaching tree you just hope they're going to have that same success, right? And you hear all these good things about him. Everyone in the league talks about him. Steve Wilkes, not really there. He's he's here at, or with the 49ers, but he's not he's not technically like part of that coaching tree. He wasn't built by the tree or anything like that. He's not right. a he's not a root, <laughs> I guess, or a branch. He didn't even have a staff with him. Like he had to just take the staff that was already here. It's a it's a really weird, unique situation with Steve Wilkes. But I agree. I think he's going to get interviews. I don't think he's going to get hired uh, to be a head coach. I think he'll be back with the 49ers next year, which is just fine with me because the 49ers defense was exactly. really good this year. Second in points per game allowed. I would uh, sign up for that immediately. But Steve Wilkes is not the only name that is in the news for coaching and, and front office positions because Adam Peters is once again in high demand. And Albert Breer just tweeted 49ers assistant GM, Adam Peters will interview for the commander's head of football operations job tonight in Miami. The Raiders and chargers also requested permission to interview Peters for their GM jobs. He will meet with Josh Harris, Bob, Josh Harris, Bob Myers, and Rick Spielman. Isn't Mark Mayhew the GM of the Commanders still? Like, so currently, right? Um, Who also left from the 49ers? Yeah, currently he is. And actually, the reason they haven't fired him yet is they want the head of football ops, whoever they hire, to kind of decide whether 
he stays or he goes. So if I'm Martin Mayhew, I'm calling up, <laughs> I'm calling up Adam Peters, and I'm like, you better get your ass over here uh, because I'm trying to stay, and you know how good I am. So, um, but why in Miami? Why are why are they interviewing in Miami? Do do rich people just choose like what city to have their business meetings at? And they're just like, Miami sounds nice. Let's just let's just go over there. I, let's see, we could be in DC where it's probably <laughs> 30 degrees and windy as hell. Fair. Or we could do it in Miami. Hmm. See, if, if you just like don't do it in the city that they're gonna be in, it, it looks a lot nicer. Like I, I'd have a way better like right. I'd be in a better headspace if I was in Miami than if I was in Washington, uh, you know, thinking about taking that job. But yeah, there there are some connections, obviously, like Bob Myers, who was hired as a consultant, right, for this hiring search. Uh, is a, a UCLA alum, as is Adam Peters. You know, th these colleges with their weird connections, right? Those those are tight bonds at times. So that could be something, you know, obviously Bob Myers, uh, formerly of the Warriors, he's he's been around the 49ers and vice versa. So similar circles and they know each other already. So that could help. Um, I thought too, it was interesting. The commanders did also request to interview former 49ers assistant and current uh, Texans offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick um, for mm -hmm. their head coaching role. So it kind of seems like the commander is trying to connect some dots here. And I, based on all of this, I would kind of think that Adam Peters is probably their top candidate and for good reason. Lee Ving says, lock up Peters with title and money. Why let him get to the open market? Here's the thing. They've been doing that. They promoted Adam Peters to assistant GM. I'm sure he's been getting more money. I'm sure he got more money when he was promoted. They also promoted John Lynch when he got his most recent contract extension. They could have made John Lynch the whatever he is, VP of football operations, and made Adam Peters the GM if they wanted to. Vish pointed this out last night. They didn't do that this year. They could have. Um, maybe they don't want to, maybe they don't care necessarily. And maybe Adam Peters is saying, you know what? I'm making good money in San Francisco, but I want to be the guy, you know, like I want to see if I can do it. I want to have my team and I can't wait for John Lynch to go back to TV. If he ever is going to do that. So it could just be a thing where Adam Peters just wants to go out on his own. I've been there. I was at ESPN for seven years as the number two guy on Mike and Mike in the morning. At the end of the seven years, I wanted my own show to produce. I was like, I've been doing this now. There's no more room for me to grow. I want to see what I can do with my own show and make all my own decisions. And I left ESPN and went to NBC. And I feel like I get it if that's what Adam Peters is thinking. Yeah, absolutely. And the 49ers have been doing this like little song and dance with Peters for a few years now. And I don't understand understand why you know they didn't just make that move to make him the gm like we've been talking about this for a couple years now yep. uh, because every year it's the same thing peters is getting interviews he's getting a lot of traction as a candidate because of how good he is and i mean the 49ers at some point are gonna have to you know put their money where their mouth is and if they want to keep him they're gonna have to promote him but like why didn't they do that already i i truly don't know um Jed, you know, open up the purse, man. <laughs> we, we, we know you're good for it. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Here, let me ask you this, Rob. When, when you were at ESPN for seven years and you were kind of, you know, getting antsy, like, I, I want to move. If ESPN had offered you your own show, would you have then stayed? Or were you then at that breaking point where you're like, well, no, because, you know, 
I've been here. You've already had the chance to keep me and too late. So when I told them I was leaving, they were like, wait, wait, let's have a meeting. Always how it goes, right? Right. Of course. Let's have a meeting. So they sit down and they said to me, like, what do you want to stay? And I was like, I want to produce my own show, but I don't want it to be overnights. I said, I'm not trying to take anybody's job, but I want it to be one of the big three shows, you know, either Mike and Mike or the herd or, you know, whatever the, I can't even remember what the other show was at the time, to be honest with you. And I was like, and I understand if you don't want to do that, but that's where I am. I want my own big time show. And they were like, well, we're not going to do that. And I was like, I get it. And so, you know, we left amicably. It wasn't like a thing where I was like, screw you guys or anything like that. You know, I look, I host shows now. I fill in hosting on ESPN radio right now. So clearly it was, it was not like a, you know, a bad parting of the ways or anything, but you just get to a point where you feel you recognize your worth and you want to, you know, bet on yourself, so to speak. So I get it. If Adam Peters wants to leave, I don't know how big of a a loss that would be if he left. I have no idea. I don't know what Adam Peters is responsible for. He gets credit for a lot of stuff, but I honestly, I don't know. So I'm not worried about it. Not because I don't think it'll be a big deal because I have no idea if it is. And I have no, no way to find out really. Yeah. And I mean, the 49ers, if Adam Peters does get, you know, hired away, they would have lost, you know, two very important guys in, in their front office with Rand Carthon, who, you know, recently left the Titans and, and potentially now Adam Peters, right? Like I would just have to imagine two guys of that caliber would be big losses in addition to Martin Mayhew as well. You throw him in there too. So that's a lot of guys in in a short amount of time to lose in your front office. So I think we would find out rather quickly, you know, wh- which one of those guys or if all those guys had a lot of say in the draft. I mean, I think we know Adam Peters does. I, I think you're right. Like he does get a lot of credit for stuff and we don't truly know uh like what he specifically is responsible for, what players he's specifically responsible for the, the 49ers drafting. I think we know some here and there, mm-hmm. uh, but it's hard to say, right? I mean, in, in the span of a big draft class uh, from the last few years, um, hard to say how much a hand he has in it. But just given how much attention he gets through league circles in you know these interviews, I have to imagine you like, people in the league talk execs talk you know so people know around the league how good adam peters is it's not just 49er fans here talking about it right so i have to imagine he does have a a pretty large hand in what the 49ers you know have going on here um and it it, i think it'd be a, a shame if he left honestly but let's see like hopefully the 49ers put up and shut up and give him that promotion because uh I don't know. He, he certainly deserves it. I think there's no, like you could keep, well, assuming Peters is interested in staying, you could keep John Lynch and Adam Peters. It doesn't necessarily have to be right. any of our situation. I know yeah. the Niners have been giving a lot more love to Tariq Ahmad, who's their director of college scouting. We've seen That's him true. in the post draft press conferences and stuff. I feel like they've also, but you know, that may be a strategic move by the Niners. Like, Hey, if Adam Peters does leave, you know, Let's give Tariq Ahmad some love so that he wants to stick around because you never know who Adam Peters might try and take with him. Also, that's a that's a real thing. So it, it's going to be interesting. And I keep saying 
This is why the Niners have to win this year, Steph. You have to win this year because who knows what the team is going to look like this year. Maybe Steve Wilkes does get hired. Maybe Adam Peters leave. Maybe he takes three guys from the scouting department with him. Maybe they're not as good at scouting players. Like, who knows what's going to happen? That's why you have to take advantage of these opportunities when you're in the moment like the 49ers are right now. Yeah, and and you're right. Tariq Ahmad, that, that was something I hadn't really thought of, but currently the director of college scouting and he's, you know, moved up the ladder as well. So I don't know, maybe the 49ers would feel comfortable with, you know, giving him Adam Peters role or just having kind of have him build up to that. Uh, I mean, would be another, what, what's the, the compensation they get if, if Tariq Ahmad in the future were to leave, they get the, the comp picks and all that stuff, which yeah, I don't they know. have like a farming system for comp picks going on in the which, front office. I should mention, by the way, if Steve Wilkes leaves this year, they don't get a comp pick for that because you have to be with the team for at least two seasons. So they would not get a comp pick if Steve Wilkes left this year. But, you know, again, I don't think glad you mentioned that. Yeah, glad you, you mentioned just, that. Just in case people know, uh, Gammon, I did see your super chat. I'm not going to forget it. I just wanted to finish the conversation we were having because sometimes the super chats can derail people. Uh, Gammon says, bigger potential loss, Adam Peters or Steve Wilkes? I would see again. I kind of don't know. I guess I would say Peters just because we've seen this defense with three different coordinators and it was still really good. So as long as you can get someone to kind of run the system that they have here, I feel like you could be okay. So I'm going to say Peters, but I don't feel super strongly about it. I would say Peters, too, for that same reason. I mean, I think the 40, Kyle Shanahan has done a tremendous job bringing in coaches or just hiring up from the coaches he has in-house. Uh, so I feel like it'd be a similar situation if Wilkes were to leave this year or next. You know, Kyle Shanahan would have a candidate in mind either in-house or or outside of that who would be able to come in just like Wilkes did and, you know, be able to steer the ship like like they have this year. Uh, Peters, see, the loss of Peters, I think, wouldn't be felt for years after the departure. So that that's like that kind of weird thing with like front office departures. I don't think you really noticed them. Um, until, you know, some drafts, you know, a couple of drafts maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I still want to say that Peters would be the bigger loss um, because, I don't know, I I think the draft is really important, especially right now for where the 49ers are in, you know, this tenure uh, of Kyle Shanahan and Lynch. Draft is very important for them to keep this window going, to, to stay competitive. Uh, they need to nail these picks. So I think losing Peters at this stage would be pretty big. Every draft is important. It's yeah. so important. It's your cheap labor. If you miss in the draft, you spend in free agency. That's generally how it goes. So the more picks you get right in the draft, the less you have to spend in free agency, the less desperate you have to be in free agency. Obviously, we know 49ers now have a first-round pick again, which – Thank God. It's nice to be able to check out some mock drafts and actually have something to read. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, the drafts are going to be important. But I think you're right because the players that they have from Peters are going to be here for a little while. So you might not feel that effect as quickly as you would a defensive coordinator if they did have to make a change next year. Let's talk about 
this weekend's game, Steph. I want to know, what's your rooting guide? If I'm a 49er fan, what should I be rooting for this weekend? Hmm. Oh, that's an interesting question. I mean, do you, do you happen to have the the opponents or the list of games um, up? I could probably pull it up. Well, quick, as a matter of fact. I'm thinking on the NFC. So let's look at the NFC, right? Because obviously that's what impacts the, the 49ers the most. Can you see um, that? Man, you really got to zoom in to get this to show up on yeah. stream. Uh, so the yeah. NFC matchups, let's see, Sunday. Green Bay at Dallas, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. That's going to be a good one. Um, okay, Dallas at home. I think I'm, you know, I'm going to say Dallas is probably the favorite there. Although, you know, I've seen a lot of people say no one wants to face the Packers right now. No one wants to face Jordan Love. If the Packers could stay on the path that they are right now, which is Jordan Love playing some very good football, yeah, they, they could beat anyone. They they have the potential to upset the Cowboys. But Cowboys playing at home, I think I'm just going to give that one to them. But it, it's going to be an entertaining game nonetheless, and I think Packers going to be able to surprise some people. As far as the Rams and and Lions, man, what a matchup. Like, the script writers did their thing, and they got the matchup they wanted, Rams and Lions, Stafford, Goff, Electric. So they're playing in Detroit, and I don't know. I'm kind of thinking the Rams could pull that one out. I, I really do. I It's not that I don't respect the Lions, but I think we've talked about this before, Rob. Like, you've, you've mentioned it, that they're the same old Lions that – <laughs> always just lose in the playoffs uh could be more of the same i just think stafford is the better quarterback and yes. while the rams don't have the better defense they've been able to do a lot with less and i think that they can do it again against this lions team i have no faith in dan campbell to outcoach anybody number one i have no faith Eesh. in jared goff Arsh. on the road in the playoffs number two that Lions defense. Well, he'll, is be at, not... he'll be at home though, Goff. Oh, that's true. I apologize. Sorry about that. Uh, well, I don't have that much more confidence in him at home either, to be honest. But <laughs> I think the Rams have the better quarterback. They have the better coach by far. The defenses are probably the same. Like, I don't think that the Rams defense and the Lions defense is anything to write home about. It's going to be a fun game for sure. Um, the Packers, Dallas, I think Jordan Love's going to be able to score. And I would have no problem yeah. playing Jordan Love if they won. Like, the Packers defense is ass, Steph. It's so yeah, bad. bad. The 49ers would obliterate the Packers. Like, they may not punt in the game. That's how bad the Packers defense is. So, I, I'm rooting like hell for Green Bay in that one. Please, <laughs> give me a Green Bay victory. Give me a Detroit victory. That's what I would sign up for. I've seen Jared Goff against the 49ers with a much better coach in Sean McVay. I know how that movie ends, okay? So, Give me a Lions win. Give me a Packers win. That's what I'm pulling for. Monday, Eagles, Bucks. I give the Bucks a real chance to win this game, Steph. The Eagles I are spiraling. Too. I do too. And it's crazy to say because the Bucks just narrowly beat, you know, the Carolina Panthers. I think they won that game, what, 9 0? Yeah. Yeah. So not, not great. But I do like what the Bucs have done this year. I think their offense is has been very underrated. I think Baker Mayfield has done some good things. And Philadelphia's just falling apart. I, I just don't see them making it far in the playoffs. And I think their road ends Monday. The, the Eagles will be on the road, right? So, 
yeah, I got I got to give it to the Bucks on that one. I would not be stunned at all. AJ Brown's banged yeah. up. Jalen Hurts yeah. is banged. Jalen Hurts' finger was all sorts of mangled. Um, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Honestly, Sirianni may be fired. I don't think that's totally out of the question if the Eagles lose and they look bad. I, it, I think it could absolutely happen. Uh, a couple more super chats I want to get to before we wrap it up, Steph. Gary Frecking says, everyone's talking about Moody, but was anything else different? The center and the holder, it takes all three to make that field goal. Uh, as far as I know, it was still Tabor Pepper and Mitch Wisnowski on the on the kicks, right? I believe so. Sometimes yeah, guys, yeah. I, I feel like that's hard for people to accept, but I feel like that's the that's the real Some guys, sometimes guys miss. He hadn't missed an extra point all season. He made 60 in a row, which by the way, is the NFL record. All, so the thing with Moody, though, that I've noticed, and I know a lot of people have noticed this, too, even the makes, they just veer right and the, very narrowly getting to that right upright. And we saw it both times in the misses that they went right. And I don't know if I, I'm not a, a kicker expert, as you know, people on Twitter and the Internet, you know, remind me. <laughs> but it's just something I've noticed. There has to be a theme of some sort, right? There has to be a reason for that. So I don't know why that is, uh, but I assume, you know, something that maybe he's noticed, something that Brian Schneider's maybe noticed, and maybe something they can work on. Not sure. He certainly has the time uh, to do that. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk to Guy Haberman in about an hour. We're going to tape an interview, and I've heard him say that this is, you know, well, even Jake Moody's misses or makes, you know, they're, they're close, and it's like a closer that walks a lot of guys and still gets a save. Now are we at the point where we're complaining that Moody's makes are not pretty enough? Like, is that? No, I'm not complaining. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not complaining. See, people, people take any observation as like complaining. I, I'm just noticing. I, I just noticed. Ross, because I know Ross said we complain about makes now too. Um, and he's probably joking too, but uh, yeah, no, it I'm not complaining. It's just something I've noticed, and because the misses looked that way too, of going, you know, right and narrowly to the right. I, I just gotta imagine it's it's something that he's doing all year. But at the same time, you don't want to then overcompensate for trying to avoid that, and then you could run into some real problems as well. So you know, I don't know how they approach it, and I don't know why his kicks go like that. Again, I'm not a kicker expert, but yeah, just just observation. Poor Jake. I would say don't change anything, man. Just try not to freak out. You know, like if you throw one incomplete pass, you're not going to totally overhaul your mechanics, right? Like I just, just stick to it. You got plenty of time to get it out of your mind. Um, Artemis 4994. Thank you very much. Says, are the Niners trading up to get Trent Williams replacement? I, they're going to have, well, first of all, do you think he walks away if they win the Super Bowl? Yes. Do you think he walks away if they don't win the Super Bowl? Possibly. Yeah. He's at that point. He he's at that point where, regardless of the outcome, that that could very well be uh, Trent's you know last dance. This could be so we we just don't know. Yeah, the 49ers definitely have to prepare for life without Trent Williams, and it has to come in this draft, right? Because you just don't know how much time you have with Trent Williams. It would be nice if Trent stayed one more year. You know, maybe have uh you his eventual eventual replacement kind of learn under his wing a little bit. Hmm. I'm not sure. I don't think that's Jalen Moore, but who knows? The 49ers have tried crazier things, uh, but they have the opportunity in this draft. They have a first round pick again. 
I don't know if they trade up, but they have the ammunition to do it, right? And if they really like someone, I am hearing this is a good tackle draft. So yep. th- this could be the year. Yeah, I've heard that it's a very good tackle draft too. But we do know, like you said, if the Niners like somebody, they're going. They're going yes, to get that. Like it, yeah. They have done it consistently under John Lynch. Uh, Lee Ving says, how does the cap hit work if Trent retires? People in the chat are saying that there's a lot of money left on the contract. I don't know off the top of my head. Let me try and look it up really quickly. Uh, let's see. Trent Williams is under contract through 2026. So, te- you know, technically he'd be under contract for a while. Uh, his dead cap hit after in 2024 is $29.8 million. Um, But if he retires, that's different than if they cut him, I believe. So I don't know what would happen, honestly, if he retires. He would have to pay back some signing bonus. I know that. Or he he could be asked to pay back some signing bonus. It'd be up to the 49ers whether or not they want to actually make him pay it. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, that that's interesting, right, to, to think about that in how much money they would have to spend. Because haven't they restructured his contract in like the last year or two as well? And I mean, that's an interest, interesting choice given his outward uh, he, he's outwardly said like he's considered retirement. And so for the 49ers to restructure his contract, knowing that I think maybe tells you they're okay with paying that money down the road. I don't know. But I don't know enough about, uh, you know, contracts to, to really say. Yeah. They restructured Trent Williams in September. Um, so what did see what they converted about 18.2 million of Williams base salary this season into a signing bonus. Williams gets a new void year in 2017, which created about 14.6 million in cap space. So yeah, we'll see what happens with Trent, but another reason to win the damn thing. Cause then if, if they don't win it and Trent retires, now you've got a massive hole on the offensive line. They have to freaking do it. Please yeah. for the love yeah. of God, figure <laughs> it out. All right. I think that's going to do it for this edition of the show. Thank you, everybody, for hopping in. Thank you for tolerating me, pinch hitting for Jason. He's under the weather. I hope he feels better soon. Please like and subscribe to both YouTube channels, the Gold Standard Network YouTube channel and the 49 Carats YouTube channel. Steph, what else you got going on today? Uh, Today, Tuesday, this is my only show of the day. Uh, But tomorrow I'm back with it. I'll be on with uh, Wayne Breezy. John Chapman won't be able to make tomorrow's show. Uh, but, you know, as always, we'll probably talk about some Michi- Michigan Wolverines uh, in, in that show, I'm sure. And then Thursday, I'm, I'm back on with you, Rob. So, yeah, let's go. As I understand, it'll be your birthday. It will be my birthday. Big three nine for me. Last year in my 30s, that's definitely messing with my brain. And it's just another reminder that Sean McVay is a thousand times more successful than me because he's like a year younger than me. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I will never forget that when he got hired. I was like, wait, he's how old? And he's a professional football coach? What am I doing with my life? Oh, well. All right, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day. Like and subscribe. Peace. Peace.